Hello, this is Michael Stone, the host of We Earth Radio, where we have conversations that make a difference. We're committed to bringing you leading edge thinkers in the areas of environmental restoration, social justice, conscious evolution, and spiritual fulfillment. In our programs, we look for positive solutions to local and global issues that leave you touched, moved, and inspired to action. Our weekly guests include local and global experts and concerned citizens working together to heal the wounds that separate, alienate, and marginalize people. Welcome, everyone. This is Michael Stone, and I'm really happy to be with you. I'm going to do something a little different this week. Each week since the outbreak of the war in Ukraine, I've been doing weekly peace talks and meditations. And I'd love for you to join in, and you can do that just by going to Well of Light, that's W E L L O F L I G H T dot com, and signing up for the newsletter, and then you will also get. Uh, lots of great things, including the archives of all of our shows. Uh, this airs every Thursday at 6 p.m. Occasionally that will change, so you should check and see. But this is a recording from last week's show, and I just thought I'd share with you what we were doing and just drop into the they're on YouTube, and we'll just drop into the sound from that, and you can hear a little bit of the talk, and then also at the end, we do a little meditation. So uh, we'll just jump right in there, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, please write to support at wellloflight.com, and let us know your thoughts and ideas. We're really trying to create a global family looking at not just the war outside, but the war inside. And that's particularly what this theme is about, is about the inner peace and how that impacts outer peace. So I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Each week I try to have a, a different theme. I don't know if anyone was here last week. I'm talking about the idea of global social witnessing and that how important that witnessing is for us right now. And when I'm talking about witnessing, I'm really talking about being with, being present to whatever is arising in our lives and in the world. So I, I want to look today at this idea of the relationship between our inner peacefulness and the outer world. And how do we be peaceful at a time when everything's going crazy, it seems. So, yeah. So what happens when we get in fear? I forgot who it was said. Susie, I'm not, I, I, I'm not picking on you because we're all, so many of us are feeling this way, but I want to want to look at, I hate this violence just to start out and feel that. How does that feel in your when you think that I hate this violence, you know, can you feel that there's a contraction in that, you know, and it's really important to feel that sense of, I hate that, but what's underneath that? How can we begin to be present in a way that 
not to take it away, not to get rid of it, but to to be with the violence and recognize that hate that I have and how that is very much like so many people are feeling in the world and how if we get stuck in that hate, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have it. I think it's really important when you're feeling hatred that you want to feel it because if you resist it, then you actually will be stuck in it. So, but if we can begin to be with what's happening in the inner world and begin to integrate, because so much of that, if I look at this, and I'm not saying this is about you, but most of the time when I work with people with trauma and there's, there's hatred there and it's going outwards towards what's happening out in the world, I can bet my hat ass and overcoat that somewhere in that person's past that there was a, a, a time when something happened and hatred actually became a defense mechanism for not feeling the loss and the sorrow and the grief that was on the river that went under the hatred or the anger that was there. And so how I'm looking at this situation myself, bring people in here, uh, how I'm looking at this, this picture myself of what's happening is that we're going through a collective rite of passage that, you know, we haven't, in our culture, we haven't had rites of passages. That's why we live in mostly an adolescent uh, culture. Uh, and, and if you look at the world and the world leaders, they're people who are stuck in adolescence for the most part. There's the adaptive child that is rising above the adult. And so, what do we do with that when even our leaders are acting like five-year-olds because they're traumatized they're you know their their nervous system at a time when things were very difficult and very challenging and it was too much it was overwhelming the nervous system that has been developing for millions of years steps in and says hmm this is too much for this kid. We're going to just push that down. And so what happens when we push it down? That's energy in the wisdom of the nervous system puts us down, pushes it down to protect us. But the problem is that it gets stuck. That it, it's just in our body. So it's frozen past, it's undigested experiences. And so often when there's an experience like Susie's talking about, underneath that is our own suppression of our feelings. Something happened, you know, where often <clears throat> the adaptive child wasn't seen, wasn't heard, wasn't felt, wasn't held, wasn't nourished, wasn't, you know, supported in their growth. In fact, many young people don't get to be children. They end up trying to be a referee for their parents' relationship, or they end up, um, you know, being a caretaker for their siblings, or, you know, uh, a parent would say something to a three-year-old like, quit crying, grow up. You know, no, a three-year-old is, a three-year-old is not 
a 20 year old. So we have all these areas that are suppressed and pushed down and this energy that is robbing us of our energy and keeps us repeating the same emotions and experiences over and over again. And how do we get to that? Well, if we're in, if we're looking at this as a rite of passage, there's an opportunity for us to go beneath the surface and really allow ourselves to feel in our bodies what's happening, to attend to the emotions and, and allow ourselves to be with it. Sometimes it's too much. We can't self-regulate, so we need other people. That's why we're having these Thursday night calls is to so that we can be together in a group and really look and see and be seen as well. So, you know, Susie, I see that that feeling of hatred. I feel that feeling of hatred towards the violence. And we we see that. And as you write it in there, you might feel just kind of a little space opening up so I can be with that. And so if we're in this rite of passage, a rite of passage means I go through something so I can evolve, so I can grow, so I can expand into new levels or a deeper relationship with my soul's calling. My soul has been evolving for millions of years. I'm just here in this river and I'm standing here and I have an, an opportunity to personally, individually um, open myself up to the, the full adult self of my soul. And, and when I do that, that, you know, if you imagine that there's a field of consciousness, that we're living in a field, like earlier we were talking about the fear and the anxiety that's in the field right now. So lots of times when we're feeling that it isn't even ours, but we're, it's impacting us. But if we can allow ourselves to be with that and recognize that we are in this rite of passage and that by opening myself to it, by grieving, we need to grieve a lot more. And one of the main things we need to grieve is the loss of our habitat, of our disconnection from nature. So let's look at it from the point of view of nature. And I, I love, uh, I was in Cochabamba when Ecuador uh, uh, created uh, rights for nature, that rivers have rights and that trees have rights. And it hasn't, it hasn't been fully implemented, but I was able to be there at the conference because um, I covered climate conferences for a long time. And the idea of honoring nature allows us then to, as we feel, we feel more connected and we feel more connected to everyone and also the natural world. And if you look to the natural world of which we are integral, we are integral part of that, you you realize we've dissociated from that which feeds us but also if you look at the cycles of nature we're in the cycle of life death and rebirth 
So a rite of passage is really that. It's recognizing. So it's looking like everything is falling apart, nature, uh, economics, you know, uh, and all these things, but they're all the things that have never been integrated. So not only are we individually living in trauma, which is undigested past, but we are in a field of uh, collective trauma, which until we come to grips with the larger moral issues of our history, like slavery, genocide, a top, dropping atomic bombs, uh, you know, all of these issues, you know, so that sounds really overwhelming, but we can do this on an individual level and recognize where have I numbed myself? Where have I become numb about my relationship to others and to the world? And so when I look at these things that we're doing each week, I'm trying to bring in, you know, the parts that say, if we want peace outside, how do we find this inner peace? How do we come to grips with our own transgressions or our ancestors or our familial transgressions? How do we come to grips with the the numbness that protected us at one time but now is in the way so we can't see the world because we're looking through this kind of numbness that we live in and so one way to possibly hold that and i and, and i never mean this to not feel in fact i want people to really start feeling you know what's what's happening in the world and what's happening and how is it reflected in my body and how am I responding to it? And so if I can connect myself with you, people here, if I can feel that connection, I can't, I can't connect with you if I can't feel my emotions because my emotions are the fabric of connection. So if I'm numb and I'm living in my head, I come from the corporate world, you know, I used to work with heads on sticks. The only reason they had bodies was to get to the next meeting so they could share their head. You know, that was kind of how it felt to me anyway, at times, of course, as a dancer, you know, I was like, hey, <laughs> get in your body. But uh, if I can connect with you and I can connect with people maybe I don't agree with, but I can see that my, my disharmony with others and with the world is actually a teacher for me. That those things that I wanna push away, I wanna push down, I don't wanna see, or I get mesmerized by the TV and I'm looking at it all the time, so I'm completely numb. If I can actually open, though, and begin to feel the feelings and connect with other people, I begin to dissolve the myth of separation, which is at the heart of all suffering. The Cartesian-Newtonian paradigm of I'm an object in a world of objects has led us to this point. 
that I'm separate from nature, that nature is just a big lumber yard or a resource. You know, it's like, you know, I just drive in and pick up the trees and build a house, you know, and that's just a resource rather than living beings that life is moving through. And what can I learn from a tree? A lot, you know, it's, it's all of a sudden it's spring and there's, there's new buds coming and there's like life all around me here in the Kootenays. It's like the snow is melting, the minus 20 degree temperature is over and there's, there's buds on the trees and, there, and, and life is flowing through the trees and bringing in you know, the qualities of the earth are coming up and reaching up and bringing in the light of the sun. And that's just what we are. We're just walking trees. And we have that capacity if we can stay in the cycle of life and then summer will come and it's going to be hot and it's going to be flowers and corn on the cob and you know awesome things on your table that you eat and then it's fall and the leaves go down and then i'm reminded of that peter sellers movie what was it <laughs> um anybody remember the one i'm talking about his last movie that he did where he was Chauncey the gardener. Nobody remembers that movie. Oh God. That's a, being, anyway. being there. Being there. Yes. Being there. And so this cycle, you know, we're in the cycle and we're, you know, we, we go, Oh yeah, I can go hiking now. But are we really recognizing that life not only wants to move through us it wants to live through us and these parts that are suppressed through history that are in our blood our breath and our bones are all there to be cherished and nourished and seen and held just like you know if you didn't get held and seen and felt and nourished by your parent you know you push that down and that's what we've done and we want to learn how to take this and say, yeah, I'm really sad. I'm really angry. I really, I hate this, you know, and then go deeper and then not from the head, but feel, ooh, what does hate feel like in my body? What does fear, where is fear? Can I, can I feel it and soften into it? Because when I soften into it, guess what happens? It integrates. It gets digested. And it no longer is the past that I've, I've put out in my, in my so-called future that I'm living into. We've, we've taken the past and we've filed it in the, you know, in the future and we're, we're living into that. So when we bring in the presence, the, the past and the future all come into here, but it takes that ability to go inside and actually feel the feelings uh, and feel the emotions and allow ourselves to rather than try to be somewhere where we're not or to reach the ideal place life would be so good if i could just get rid of these habits i have or if i could just get rid of my neighbors or if i could just be somewhere other than that and i'm always like not here because i'm trying to be somewhere other than here but what we need right now is deep presence deep presence to bring ourselves into a state of presence with the world and feel life moving through us not happening to us 
Mostly we live life like it's happening to us. We want to have life move through us so we can be a force in life. And as we do that, we connect with other people. And, and if we can stay in that place, it's infectious. I often say my work is waking up one nervous system at a time. You know, it's that, you know, when I work with people, it's like, okay, here's a nervous system that's got this. And, and if we can just wake up together, that nervous system, that creates more space in the field of consciousness and in the world. So uh, Thomas uh, Hubel often says, you know, these, um, these problems that we have, these issues that we have, and when we go to, we, we feel like they're getting in the way of my life. And he always says, they're not in the way, they are the way. They are the way. To meet life with presence is how we're going to deal with this death that's coming and the rebirth. We are part of the rebirth. And that is the ancient cycle. That's the way it's always been, just like the seasons in nature. So we are going through a death of a cultural perspective and an egoic identity, which is not allowing us to feel what we're doing to the natural world and our enemies. There's a ethical transgression uh, Thomas was talking about last week, you know, how the, you know, people cannot see that the things that we're doing, when you look at what's happening in Ukraine and, and in Russia, I mean, there's this, these, um, these things that have to be, uh, I, I'm thinking of the truth and reconciliation. I think that probably the, the biggest issue, the most brilliant thing that happened in the 20th century was uh, Desmond Tutu and, and, you know, the whole truth and reconciliation, but that Mandala and, and Desmond Tutu. And we're in a place right now where we need to be in that sense of truth and reconciliation. What is really true about what's happening? What is, you know, when I look at the habitual way of seeing the world, can I go underneath that and see the part I'm playing in that? So to go back to what Susie and Susie, I, I hope I'm not offending you because I'm not really talking about you. I'm talking about so many people are saying the same thing. That feeling of hatred, feel that feeling of hatred towards the aggressors that you're feeling, but don't get stuck in it. Allow yourself to really soften into it and feel, yes, I know hate. Thich Nhat Hanh is a wonderful poem. Uh, I think it's called, I'm That. And, uh, and he talks about all the different people he is. You know, he's the, 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 the pirate that rapes the girl and he's the girl and he's on the boat and all of these things. If you don't know that poem, it's a really beautiful poem. And he's, he's saying, I'm, I'm all of it because it's moving through me. And so, so is the war. And it isn't one war. There's over 40 wars going on right now. And, you know, that's a lot to take in, to feel, but the more we can feel it, the more we make space for peace to come. We don't find peace by being against something. We find peace by being for peace. 
And that starts in the body. That starts with feeling our emotions. Am I making sense? I mean, uh, I, I want to open up. Um, I got to let some people in here. So I, I, before I do the meditation, I just want to open up some dialogue about what I'm saying um, and some clarity. So um, if you'd like to to um, um, like make some space here, yeah, um, yeah, I'd love to hear some words and to interact with you yeah yeah but, but michael but this is kind of you know whatever just uh, give it to me <laughs> those of you who have worked with me know i'm i'm better at interacting than i'm not you know uh someone who's a great speaker but i'm i'm good at react sherry please yes can um, you unmute yourself yeah good what you're saying makes so much sense and it really and there's a lot of healing just in hearing those words. Hmm. And it's, it's, thank you. Yeah. And where do you feel that in your body? Right in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel that. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's great. Thank you, Sherry. That's great. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I had a big experience this last week of, of, you know, feeling how shielded my heart was in a certain area. You know, I had something happen and I, all my childhood abandonment and orphan stuff and everything came up and I was, and, and I worked with somebody and I felt, wow, I have, I have this shield in certain areas that, you know, don't want to go there. It's all, you know, my childhood of all this. this is why I do the work I do, you know, but, and, and as I allowed myself to feel that shield literally in my heart, and then find around the edges of that shield and soften into it, it literally, my, my historical story, which was kind of walking beside me, suddenly integrated it wasn't walking beside me anymore. That's what being in the heart can do. Yeah. Thank you, Sherry. It's beautiful. Who else? You that you can raise your hand down at the bottom here uh, in reactions if you want to say something or join in. Yeah. Or we could just sit and be with each other and be peaceful. Peaceley, did you want to say something? I notice things move through me in waves and much of today was very clear and open and felt right present. Mm -hmm. And then I was um, listening to the news for a while and watching the news and I increasingly felt just a, a tightness in the gut. I, I got my hand down in the mm -hmm. in the gut area and uh and that's that's still with me now and I'm I'm breathing through it I'm hearing the words you say I I I think I'm doing uh I find my body tightening periodically and then I realize it's tight and I let go and 
feel myself sit in the chair. So it, there's a kind of a wave or breathing quality to it. And I, I try to keep aware of my breath and just allow the feeling to be there. Yeah. Hopefully move through. That's so powerful. Yeah. And what we tend to do often, not you, Peacely, but what, what we often want to do is, oh, I'll just feel it and it'll go away. Mm. And that's a trap. That's really <coughs> a big trap. You know, oh, yeah, I have this technology. I know that I can deal with my trauma and things by just being with it. So I'm being with it now. Why hasn't it gone? Right? So sometimes there's many layers to, you know, to go through, um, you know, just to be with the movement of it or to be with the numbness. That's the other thing that um, we talked about. Lee, Lee was with me. We've talked about, you know, numbness is never nothing. We think, oh, there's nothing there. No, numbness is a symptom of something. So what there is to be with is with the numbness then. Where is it that I can't feel movement in my body? Because movement is aliveness. Movement is energy. When there's not movement in my body, something's stuck. And it takes a huge amount of energy to, to um, keep it stuck, keep it down. But sometimes it's so scary because you might have been two or three and, you know, something happened. It was like, I'm out of here, you know, and then at 50, we're still out of here. <laughs> you know, We're still when that issue comes up, we're gone. And so we have to feel the numbness, too. That's important. You're you're so right, Michael, so right on that some of it is uh, is a numbness and then um but it feels so unalive when i'm feeling in that when i have hours or a day that goes by with that numbness and sometimes anxiousness with it and you know it it doesn't feel good at all so is it being, is it just allowing that to stay and breathing through it? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, it is. And it's very uncomfortable sometimes, especially when it's a really big thing. And sometimes you can't do it alone. You know, you're talking about self-regulation, but, you know, what comes before self-regulation is co-regulation. That's the, that's the plight of the mammal, you know? We're born into needing to be held, and we can't survive without nourishment, without being held, without being seen, without being fed, without being felt. All of that is co-regulated. And if we didn't have co-regulated, which so many of us didn't, you know, probably both our parents were working or not anything that was done even with malice necessarily, but that we were you know, like I was shipped around from one place to another and kind of got this feeling, of, you know, I'm, I'm unwanted, I'm an orphan, you know. And um, so that, that part of me has to be felt, you know, and, and sometimes it's not ready to let go. 
And I and if I can't personally let go of it, then I need to come to you, Peasley, and I say, Peasley, I need you to be with me and I need you to feel me when I tell you what's happening with me. And I, I, I don't need any advice. I just need to be felt and seen and heard by you. And here's what's going on with me. And so that gives us the opportunity to co-regulate and to allow ourselves to um, open to receive the being seen by the other person. And that's how we downregulate so that we can build our capacity to self-regulate. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, thank you, Peasley. I miss you, brother. <laughs> I am doing a, 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 next month starting, I'm doing a workshop on relational intimacy, which is very much about this co-regulation thing. So um, if anyone's interested, that's coming, coming attraction. So any other questions or hands up? Um, people are still coming in here. So yeah, Ayana, please. Thank you. <clears throat> so I'm feeling much lighter, you know, listening to you and I'm I'm feeling energy moving through me, you know, and thank you for that. <clears throat> and yet there really is a lot of heaviness, you know, that you know, in in response to what's happening in the world, which seems, you know, hard to even contemplate so you know let me ask you something let me ask you something where is the heaviness is it in the world or is it in you yeah well i'm I'm feeling it yeah in my heart yeah Yeah. but we speak about it like it's out here there's heaviness in the world no the heaviness is here and that's what needs to be felt yeah yeah well how do we deal with all with with that heaviness I guess everything that you've been saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. Really we don't it. we don't deal with it. We feel it. Yeah. Dealing with it is trying to get rid of it, trying to be somewhere other than where we are. And the thing is to be where we are. That's that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get that. It feels good to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Not and it doesn't always feel good either. That's for sure. But I'm glad it feels good for you now. But you know, it's it's you take you take it all, the more precise and the clearer we can be about what's happening in us and with our emotions, the more capacity we have to hold the world and to allow the world to move through us. And that's transformational on a global scale. Don't ever think that, you know, what was it Margaret Mead said, don't ever think that a small group of people can make a difference. In fact, that's the only way it's ever happened. So, you know, we have our little group here with, I don't know how many people, 50, oh, no, only 26 tonight, but, you know, uh, it varies every week in, in these little groups. And then hopefully it's making a difference, I hope, uh, with you and, and helping. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Ayana. Is that good for now? Yeah, great. Thanks so much. Okay, who else? Um, 
guess I should check the time. Oh, it's probably time to do a meditation. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it had only been about 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, so let's do a, a meditation now, and then um, I'll stay on a little longer. We'll go a little over tonight if you want to uh, chat about it. So. So let's just get ourselves into a meditative state. Straighten spine. My dog Buddha is doing the same thing. You hear him expressing himself there. And just notice the breath. You know, it's such a gift that's with us from birth to death and everything that happens lives in our breath and you know through all time we've used the breath to ground to center to come home to ourselves so let's just start by celebrating our breath And how does our breathing affect our body? Maybe begin with feeling the parts that obviously have movement, the hands or the feet, maybe the chest and lungs, whatever, just notice how with breath and awareness, we can take ourselves to different parts of our body. We can feel our feet on the earth connecting. We can feel the space around us. And we can feel the space within us. Just notice what's the state of your interiority at this point as we begin here. Is it open and moving? Is it tight and closed? Is it numb? Is there pain? And really deepen that sense of inner seeing, inner sensing. I have the capacity not only to sense my interior, but to see it, to see into my body. Can I see my kidneys? Maybe it's a little bit like an x-ray at first or something, but... Can I see my bones? My rib cage? My leg bones? 
how is that sense of feeling into my bones different than feeling into my muscles? Hmm. So we're just exploring through the body. And if any thoughts come up, just let them pass by. Perhaps the thoughts create sensations in our body. So we're working with the breath the felt sense, the inner seeing. Perhaps you notice a increasing aliveness in your inner body, a tingling. Or maybe you're feeling really contracted and numb. That's perfect because that's where you are. We're not trying to get somewhere else. We're trying to raise our own awareness. Not trying, we are raising our awareness by going into the body. And then Allow yourself to shift to feeling what emotions are present. And notice that's a different kind of awareness to move from your physicality into your emotionality. And maybe you can't feel any emotions. If we live a lot in our head, then we think our emotions. but emotions are of the body. The emotions we think do the same secretions of cortisol, enzymes, adrenaline, all of those things. But witnessing with the mind and feeling it in the body are two very different things. So see if you can get a sense of, a hint of, what emotions are present for you right now? Maybe several. Maybe I'm feeling fear and anger. Or grief and love. I'm just noticing. beautiful palette of emotions that connect us with the world. Anger, fear, joy, compassion, grief, sadness, shame, guilt. And just noticing how they live in your body. 
And then maybe for a moment, move from the interior and recognize that, oh, I also can witness the exterior, the outer world through my body. I can feel the chair that I'm sitting in, the walls around me, the ceiling. I can get a sense of the outer world beyond the walls, the land, the trees, the other houses if they're around. If I really pay attention, I can feel the people that are on this call. Regardless of how far away or how close, I have the capacity to feel others and to let others feel me. That's amazing. And just see how far your awareness can go out into the community, to us, the others on this call. even out to the other planets, out into the stars, the universe, the very edges of the universe. And can I just soften into my place in the, in, in the universe? And just relaxing into the spaciousness of it all. And this is my capacity to connect with the world by starting by connecting with myself. with my felt sense and interseeing. Yeah. So I want you to bring yourself back into your body and notice the state of the mind it's calmed down a little. And one of the things we can do with the mind is to set an intention. So given what we've been looking at together, perhaps you want to state your intention How will I be in the world with other people? How can I be peace in the world 
with chaos all around me. If I can hold that intention to stay in my body, in my emotions, open to the world, amazing things happen, synchronicities, shifts in the people in your life, just by bringing that presence into the world. the authenticity into the world, the sense of deep relatedness into the world. And just imagine yourself going through your day tomorrow from that kind of intention. Notice how that feels in your body. And let's then take a couple deep breaths. and gently bringing ourselves back. Well, friends, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this uh, peace talk and meditation. Just wanted to remind you that you can listen every Thursday night at, uh, I believe, 6, but it might change. So you should go to Well of Light. Dot com and uh, get on the newsletter list so you can get any of our shows. But this is happening every week um, until further notice. I was going to say as long as there's war going on, but there's over 40 wars going on in the world. So we're going to make this a regular broadcast on Well of Light. And we'll be back next week with a great interview with Terry Reel. If you don't know Terry Reel, he's probably the leading expert in uh, marriage and relationship counseling and written many books. And, uh, and he's a lot of fun. So I do hope that you will join us with Terry Reel. And if you want to make a comment, just send an email to support at well of light, that's W E L L O F L I G H T dot com. And my name's Michael Stone. Just uh, let me know what you think of the show in general, and particularly the peace talks that we've been doing now for, well, since the beginning of the war, we started the war in Ukraine. And uh, yeah, and we have lots of other things going on on the Well of Light site. Um, 
in many, many videos and trainings and things like that. So if you're interested, we also will be doing, I think it's going to be the end of May that we'll be doing a live uh, meditation retreat somewhere in the uh, Nelson area. So I hope you will join us for that. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being peace in the world. And for just being you. We're going to go out today with John Lennon's Imagine. Everything that's manifest in the world begins with imagining. Thanks so much for listening to We Earth Radio, a production of Well of Light Productions. Bye for now. Yeah.
We Earth Radio is an independently produced program supported by listeners like you. We are committed to bringing you leading-edge thinkers in the areas of environmental restoration, social justice, conscious evolution, and spiritual fulfillment. If you would like to receive our complimentary newsletter, The Well of Light, make a contribution, or listen to any of our past shows, go to our website, welloflight.com. Thank you so much for your commitment to a world that works for all life.